God, can you imagine if Hosey gets outed by a random 900-year-old vampire who was able yes, to pick fish. up on it in five <laughs> seconds? Hello, and welcome back to The Hosey Show, where we take an in-depth look at legacies in the Vampire Diaries universe. A part commentary, part conversation, and almost always an hour, let's take a look at how legacies fucked up this time. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of The Hosey Show, where we discuss legacies not fucking up ever like this has been a good back to back to back to back episodes of them not fucking up i'm genuinely what what, what do you mean it didn't fuck up legacies didn't fuck up legacies didn't fuck up brie what since when? I know. I know. Since, well, October 27th. I don't know when the fuck <laughs> season four started. But I'm genuinely so surprised that we can sit here. This is probably going to be a two-hour episode recording. That we can sit here and just say, wow, this was a good episode. And also wow. a debut of of, of a writer, Lane Morgan. And Shout out to Lane. This. Shout out to like, Lane. I, I was genuinely like, Brett wrote this. Brett co-wrote this. This was a debut episode. This was like big energy, like T.O. vibes, like really impressive work here. Um, All around production, acting, writing, everything about it was just, I don't know. I think, I think we need more Josie-centric episodes, Brie. (laughs) I I just think think that, yeah, I just think that at this point, we just should have episodes for Hope and Josie only. That's what I think. (laughs) But I might just be alone in that thought, you know? (laughs) Every alternate universe, just, I can always spin it into Hosey. Just literally watch me. I will. (laughs) Oh, I know you can. (laughs) (laughs) I can speak for hours. If anybody knows me, I will not stop talking. I will go on a speak consciousness. (laughs) Clearly because they're listening to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening. I've lost my voice so many times, but I'm doing this because I'm speaking into a void and I don't know how many people are listening, but thank you for just supporting us. Thank you for all your support in this long time. Um, I look forward to when we return from the break because after this episode, then we have our mid-season Hosey Show episode. And that's probably also going to be quite long because it's discussing everything 4A. And I hope we get a promo actually for after like to, to conclude 409. That could be interesting. But yeah, let's get into the episode. Should we start off with the small, like the small stuff that doesn't matter, like the um, limbo world first, since it's just easy. I kind of just want to ignore the limbo world. <laughs> we can just do it really quickly. Um, well, yeah. like my, I, we could talk about my theory. Do you have any thoughts first, V or Re? Anybody on limbo? Um, I there. I feel like um, I've been talking to other people. We've been trying to figure out what is the greater overall like. How does that tether back to the main story? Mm-hmm. It's like you know, Cleo's is the one that kind of connects to each and every one other person's. But it's like, why is Limbo this disconnected, seemingly disconnected story when you have like Josie's realization she needs to blah 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 and hopes like blah 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 aurora etc etc and then you have like this really weird like you know like the three stooges kind of like what are they (laughs) doing here and um i had a theory that also this goes into like what is caleb and jed's like mini like quest i had Mm -hmm. a random thought that perhaps this limbo could somehow 
relate to why, uh, I don't know, why is there that melted corpse thing that kind of uh, surprised Caleb and Jed at the end of the last episode. And I Mm -hmm. sort of had like a random thought that maybe it was like leaking out of the limbo world. There's some sort of, there's like one nexus at the limbo that connects to the real world that sort of is like this source of like, I don't know, some like sort a of new portal, portal type like, like a, a new portal like in stranger like things right like in stranger things in there's in the government facility there was that one nexus portal so i mm-hmm. kind of thought of it like maybe there's that barrier and then i thought well you know if they're actually there is good writing now i could realistically see maybe triad um that could have been connecting to it but that kind of it my 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 theory is kind of like still evolving because you know like Aurora is not so much a part of Triad as more mm-hmm. as she was sort of like branded unfairly and it was her own story that she wanted to find a new way to get out of her body to get herself away from the hex and what better way than to just become this ultimate tribrid and um, there's a lot to talk about Aurora and Hope but um, that's where I'm going right now with how they're trying to connect the other side and Maggie shout out to Maggie and Leslie they had a really cool thought that um, my wives (laughs) they had Mm -hmm. a really interesting thought where it's like it could be sort of like the other side collapsing where you remember that one story in like season five TVD Mm -hmm. there was this one thing where everyone died but then there was a thing where one person was the anchor. It was it was Bonnie question mark. Well, it also could be like season four where they just had it where like the veil like yeah, was lifted. It, so right. like all these like spirits were walking around who could do yes. stuff technically. It was like, like season I three. Mace. Right. It was four. I think it was four. Four. I was yeah. rewatching that because then yeah, it was four because that's when Klaus comes back and murders somebody with a graduation cap because it's like a bunch of dead people because Cole is there. That's four. Oh, so then this happened twice because I remember in season three and I took notes. It's like you Mason was coming back and that's how they revealed the originals. But anyways, um, so they I could see it being like the veil is some sort of weird um, temporary lifted. Mm-hmm. And that's how they bring back in one fell swoop like Alaric and Ted if they want to perhaps Landon. But maybe if they're not and they want him to move on and if that is really Landon. And I know you have a lot to say about that, Brie. But if that is really <laughs> Landon, I could see him like finding peace with himself where he like is the anchor and he just dies and collapses with it. Kind of like how Sebastian died with the prison world. Remember? It can also, um, yeah. And it's like, from what I can tell, Landon is searching for some sort of new purpose, you know? Right. And the next episode is supposed to be finding some surprising result, um, to the end of his quest. So I could see like Caleb and Jed's journey leads them to that nexus. And this is just me like speaking like completely cracked out theory there is no like real implications that that is where it's going i'm just trying to string them together because they're so disconnected um yeah but overall season four is pretty fluid i do like how it is going into the next episode into the next that was a big problem season three and i remember when alex was on the podcast he said like there was a stop and go stop go you felt in season three in season four i definitely feel there is a really good um like transitions between things but the only thing that's sort of like this extra limb would be the limbo and sort of Caleb and Jed's story so I'm trying to connect them those are my thoughts (laughs) I I feel like now more than ever now that we're starting to get like good writings Mm -hmm. um 
the the weak links stand out more. So it's this limbo world. And then like even when Caleb and Jed were running off in monster hunting or anything where now they have a monster included, it's like, uh, it, it doesn't fit now that everything is sort of more serious and dark and going back to just vampires, witches and werewolves. Um, yeah. It sticks out like, like a sore thumb. But as for like the limbo, I did really <laughs> wind up enjoying David's <laughs> mom. I'm I sorry. I did too. She, she, she was, was so ripping, funny. A, she was ripping a lark a new one. I was yeah, dying was good. because she was like, she was like, I forgive Elizabeth because the only reason why she's so <laughs> fucked up is because you're her father. Gets and I was like, oh, she just caught. <laughs> I was, I, like, was really like, good. I was like I was like one of in like I felt like I was in one of those like yo mama battles <laughs> oh, where I was just like what he like did to her like, what she was just he... pissed off that he didn't tell her that her daughter was eaten by a spider like oh. she was yeah it's like That's I was, fair, I was I guess. Good. yeah I know right I was I can't remember <laughs> oh she died in the bar right because like Clark no that or, wasn't her no. that no, wasn't no, no, her. No. she How straight up die? says I think she, she said died something from like I died of I think it was like she said something like, I died of a broken heart and lung cancer. <laughs> and I was like, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally missed that. And yeah, it was and, good. But it was funny. I thought it was really, really funny how she mm-hmm. interprets, you know, the Saltzman. It's, it's right. a completely different interpretation. And and she was rightfully pissed. You know, when she was screaming at him for a while, I was like, why is she so mad at him? Is it because he rejected her? Because, you know, there was that whole scene at the yeah. bank thing that everybody <laughs> forgot. Um, but I was like, oh yeah, he did completely cover up how her daughter died and stuffed her body in the front. Technically that was the kids that stuffed her body in the glove compartment. compartment? But it's like, yeah, I was like, oh wait, that really was a terrible thing. It just goes to show you how ridiculous (laughs) legacies was at one point (laughs) and how they didn't know how to handle anything logically. Like where is Dana's body? Is it still in a glove compartment or did they? Give her the skin oh back. God. I don't know. No, but why would you say that? She's like a grape. Oh God. Uh, but like, yeah, oh. basically, it's it's like I am like, oh right, she does have a right to be furious. So <laughs> right. I was, I really did it. I wound up enjoying that scene. Shout out to Lane because we were all kind of like clowning, like, what, what is Dana's mom doing here? Right. But it wound up being kind <laughs> of amazing. And um, but yeah, my my whole theory is that because I just don't trust that bitch landon i'm sorry i don't <laughs> i <laughs> ever since malivore's like one of the yeah you've just been conditioned to not <laughs> trust that it's landon <laughs> i mean like how many have we gone through at this point there's prison landons there are golem landons there are there simulation, are malivore land the simulation landon there's too many landons and i don't mm-hmm. and so and, and, and then it's like one of malivore's last words was like all i have to do is wait like it just makes me feel like i thought the way was about waiting for the tree to grow yeah because i thought he was going to come back and then try to stab her with the tree well not the tree but the bark <laughs> from the tree you know so i just i felt like that wasn't truly the end to him. So every time this Landon speaks, I'm like, that could be Malibor, theoretically. Because he, 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 
really does have me like it's like so, it's funny one of my friends used to say she hated watching pretty little liars because it gave her trust issues yeah. and <laughs> that's how i feel with this because i just don't trust him and so like the entire scene i like anybody who's listening to this if you go back and watch the scene with alaric and landon it could theoretically still be Malivore talk. It's the way the wording that was used. He never really uses. He, Brandon has always been very personal about hope and his feelings about hope. But this conversation felt very detached. He talked about their fate and getting back to hope. And um, how else he said, I don't know what to do anymore. And, and it's like it could theoretically still be Malivore talking. I'm sorry. And yeah. I just, I, and it's, I, it doesn't escape me the fact that Landon didn't earn his coin. He just took somebody else's. So it makes that was me. weird. Like, does he still have it? Or is he yeah, he still has it. it. He still has it. But I feel like he's hanging around because, not because he wants right. to get back to hope. I feel like it's because this dude is really Malivore and is waiting to, I don't know how else. How, Malivore used to get out, out all types of crap. I don't know how the heck he can, <laughs> re, like, you know, come back into the real world but i would not be surprised this dude don't know how to die so i'm <laughs> yeah. just i'm just i may i maybe i do have ptsd maybe i need to talk to my therapist about that that is <laughs> that is a logical explanation but it, just just do me a favor if you just if you want to test the theory with me just rewatch the scene because i swear it could still be malivore and or behind whether I want, the writers I'm, are or not i'm leaving it behind i just I it's like i feel like after him being like shoved down my throat for three seasons sure i'm just sort of like he's gone i <laughs> know mean, he's gone I what feel do you, like... wait, wait, where'd he go where's what happened to him? I'm <laughs> That's like, like complex PTSD. yeah seriously <laughs> please diagnose me b by the way <laughs> Like if you if you literally did not watch season three, I feel like viewers would not have a hard time like with the attachment and trust issues with Landon. I feel like genuinely, if you watch season one, season two, and went into season four, and um, I was saying this before recording, but it's it's like season two and season four are really complementing each other in a mm-hmm. way. It's like season three just completely doesn't make sense overall. Because yeah. tell me, like season two, you have. First of all, like Josie feeling already the the pressures of, of like filling that void when hope isn't is literally non-existent in 2A. And, you know, towards the middle, you have the trident and the body snatching and that feeling of like, you know, hope is like, oh, everyone wants to be the tribrid and, and feeling that fate, that pressure heavy on our shoulders. So already we have all of these specific pieces. So I don't think it's far stretch to say like at the end of season two if they had those four episodes and they were like written well I think you would I think we would have had a a good transition into season four and just completely missed season three and it's like everything in season three when you had Josie feeling that pressure and wanting to escape all she did was go to transfer to another school she still Mm -hmm. felt odd pressures about feeling like obligated to go back every here or there like when the fundraiser was happening the that girl was having out. panic attacks and right. like biology and stuff like <laughs> right. that because she right. didn't think about lizzie for three hours josie right. was not fixed okay right. it, but yeah it's, it's so you it, have it, like it, season three was all a, just a, a, a stop and go with josie but now that we had like finally this episode dedicated to a, a josie centric like 
oh, I there's more to it than just relocating myself. It's like it doesn't matter what school you go to if she didn't click that that pressure was what you're going to crack nowhere no matter what school you go to you could take a fucking like a boarding school in Alaska you're still going to feel that pressure Josie if you don't realize what what standards you're and expectations you're putting yourself through and that was a big part of the episode because like I I I was like oh why is the monologue in the beginning of the episode about physics and pressure and then everything like had full circle closure for me so I really liked it because the it, it didn't even just touch on Josie's pressure but it allowed her to sympathize and understand hope's pressure which again it goes back to season two it was more about like hope and how similar they are like i think that was the whole point is that Mm -hmm. she was like i really liked therapy box because i feel like it had like all of this metaphor for like hope and Mm -hmm we understand more about hope through like Josie's eyes but mm-hmm. what she actually learned was more that like she was idealizing hope mm-hmm. and kind of seeing like oh hope can go into this situation and like do this really hard thing and under all this pressure and just be so precise and like focused and steady mm-hmm. and that was her perspective on hope like all the way prior where she was always looking at hope as like this perfect person who like always made the right choice when she had to protect people and save people and never messed up and like her whole therapy box thing was basically realizing she's trying to live up to that standard of perfection the same way that I am and we're the same and this is like the same exact pressure she feels mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. need to like fit into this role in the school mm-hmm. and sort of realizing that like she basically just broke through the idealization of hope that she had going on where now she's recognizing like oh you're like a person and you actually Mm -hmm. are pretty much exactly like me with the way that you feel so much pressure to be perfect and make these decisions that are going to save everybody Mm -hmm. and the way that you like blame yourself when something goes wrong yeah i really liked how the episode And I think we're going to get some sort of line in the future because I could really see this being said in the show. I think we I think I really liked about it, too, is how, um, you know, beyond the school and this and the surgical residency metaphor, it's like hope. Um, Josie saw hope not as Hope Michelson, the triad, Hope Michelson, the um, epic intern. Uh, surgeon she saw hope michelson the girl the one that Mm -hmm. loves fucking stupid cooking shows and gordon ramsay probably and baking cupcakes it just Mm -hmm. is a simple girl who seeks normalcy and that goes back to 209 where this is the most normal i felt all day that line and that i think that really resonated with josie and again it's like in that same conversation 209 you hear this girl that she's idolized for so long prior to her realization in the box say, like, I was jealous of you. It's so interesting because I feel like, and you said this before, V, like, with that uh, with that presumed, um, you know, hope is on this high pedestal, with that gone now, mm-hmm. they're on an equal setting. Josie mm-hmm. finally can see they're on an emotional equal setting and that complements the prior episode in 407 when hope says uh 
you have to bring out the half that's like me. So it's really interesting how Hope and Josie view each other in terms of um, equity. Hope sees it as a power stance. Um, they're the same as in Josie is just as capable of defending, fighting, protecting, like uh, just a, a massive big brain when it comes to, you know, spell casting and being on the offense with Josie. We finally saw this episode that she is finally seeing themselves on an emotional uh, sameness. And I think it's interesting that it, we we waited or we we had to see through all of the seasons where Josie did see hope as someone like beyond her, um, beyond her, um, what she deserved or what she thought that she could never live up to. And it's really interesting that when hope, when did hope see Josie as equal footing? Because I think that's a question that I hope we can get an answer to because the pilot, hope goes to Josie. She already immediately she pulls, she she gets pulled into, right, she gets pulled into Josie's like, oh, you know, help me with this black magic spell. How do you know I do black magic, girl? Mm-hmm. I know you. You know, I, there's I even really... like that scene where she's like with MG, like, this is why I never ask yeah. other people for help Cupid or something. Episode. But like, mm-hmm. she has since the first episode, like, she doesn't look at Josie like other people. Right. And I really want to see where that happened, when that happened, why that happened. There's like a small crack headed part of me that believes that might have <laughs> happened in like a stupid chemistry project. <laughs> like they were partners in some shit. Uh, and then I have so that. many like, thoughts. Like, I, think, <laughs> I think it was from like seeing Josie protect Lizzie from right. afar, like even from like yeah. the Star Wars therapy yeah. box. Like Age hope, 11, 13. Yeah, hope like wrote her as this defense unit because she saw that like Josie was constantly reacting to Lizzie's emotions and like protecting her from her own emotions and like mm-hmm. the consequences of that and mm-hmm. like I think she's always just seen her like yeah. that I also I think... feel like as like children and hopefully they we do get some sort of flashback or right. maybe story told from Josie's perspective because I think we pointed this out before anytime they flash back to their childhood it's very Lizzie centric or viewed mm-hmm. through Lizzie's um perspective or a lark <laughs> or a larks or in a few times occasionally it's hopes and we've seen it like this how her side of things was this desperate want to be a part of them and and be friends with them and be connected to them but she couldn't out of fear of, you know, her being known as a marshal instead of a Michelson and then their, you know, issues just as being teenage girls. But I feel like with the little hints and stuff we've gotten from Josie, you know, they hinted that Josie used to be a little bit of a mean girl, honestly. And that's so weird considering her character now. Um, but I genuinely feel like they should possibly have some sort of scene where hope sees that as like a facade or her trying to um Mm. appease lizzie or be on lizzie's side of things instead of really sticking because like we really did see see, we really do see hope like she knows something about josie that josie doesn't even know herself i mean 103 she's like why can't this be why can't this be your turn why do you always Mm -hmm. have to take the back burner Mm -hmm. and then the whole 
talisman. You know, the whole she really it gives you this sense that she's truly observed Josie from afar for a very long yes. time. <laughs> and and, and, and uh, stalker. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. Seeing her for who she was before Josie sees yeah. herself. So Ariana like, Grande song. <laughs> and 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 in my like crackhead theoriness, you know, when I'm like getting high or something I don't know <laughs> always, it's always like her one week crush to me it's always like they had to work together for a project um yep. you know love mm-hmm. potion thick type thing and it's like the one week where hope not only did she get to see a side of Josie that was separate from Lizzie and she actually did get to get know Josie for seven days but it's also maybe this is the first time in a while where she was able to be like a kid and have fun mm-hmm. and and feel seen by somebody that's why like that one week crush people try to clown pe- us for that one week crush crush but i'm like hey in my head the one week crush <laughs> like crush is a big thing for me i don't know about y'all <laughs> yeah but <laughs> so yeah I, I i just feel like there's a lot of looking and 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 observing with these two girls that mm-hmm. really needs to be touched upon because oh yeah, I, yeah. I just, yeah. I yeah, I feel like they just, they, they could really go full obsessive with both girls on both sides. The way that Hope <laughs> sees Josie. Like, why is it that she does see Josie on equal footing at all times? She's never once, like the whole I was jealous of you scene. I'm like, you can't tell me that Josie wasn't having a mini gay panic attack. Like, no, she, she like, <laughs> like this girl that she's like really liked for a long time. Like the one that she's put on a pedestal saying she was jealous of her that definitely sort of that I feel like Josie must have you know she started spiraling it's like no 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 no. I did not just hear that and you know this is a this is another dark magic panic attack and it's like no girl you're just gay but yeah I think like, seriously. I feel like this episode really gave a lot of insight into that though I think because um oh yeah so much Josie like watching her and like admiring her being like Drilling. she's so focused <laughs> so and focused, steady calm. yeah and I feel yeah. like Hope has always seen her that way too because she's always like pushed her well I feel like it has to do with what that CMT is like a metaphor for mm-hmm. um so I actually really like this episode because it wasn't just like Hosey it was like Hope and her mm-hmm. like complex backstory through Josie's eyes and like that. Josie contextualizing oh, uh, that. Yeah. Because like basically the story is like Klaus was a surgeon and he was like the most talented, innovative surgeon, which is like a metaphor for his power being above everybody else. Mm-hmm. But then he has this like genetic condition, CMT, that basically means if he doesn't like stay on top of like medicating and managing his condition he's gonna lose control and hurt somebody mm-hmm. and um basically he lost control in a procedure and he hurt a patient and then he tested positive for cmt but alaric covered it up mm-hmm. and josie says he wouldn't do that and then hope says he did it for the greater good so that like grant money would keep coming in mm-hmm. and that was really interesting to me because I feel like it's like it's reflecting how Klaus like funded the school. Right. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Um, yeah. I was talking and- I was talking to Rhea about this the other day. I was like, there's so many implications. You know, theoretic mm-hmm. this the hospital is supposed to be a metaphor for the Salvatore boarding school. So yeah. it's like this 
Rosie really view her own school that was built for her as theoretically hopes because it was her father who funded it. Yeah, and... because if you look back to like the genie episode where Lizzie wished mm-hmm. that Hope had never gone there, mm-hmm. the whole place is like <laughs> poor and run down and like falling and, like, apart. And like they five people go there. Roll. Yeah, like right. and, yeah, and, right. and so it's like but it's like imagine that pressure it just really shows you Josie's psyche mm-hmm. I really enjoy it because Josie we get so many um so many people telling us that she sort of suffocates herself and doesn't put herself first ever and she has this um ability to be overly selfless to a damaging degree and so yeah. you look at it and you're like wow the way that she looks at this she can't even give herself her own school it's like you know she can't even allow herself right. to see something as it was made for her or or right. that she she doesn't nobody told her to live up to some sort of pressure but it's she just does that to herself naturally yeah. and and it's but wild it, to me yeah she she even it's funny because this this is a therapy box so it should be her kind of like in a first person like sort of game or quest it's interesting how the narration is breaking the third wall it's like as if she's writing a diary or it's part of the the therapy box or you could even suggest that uh this is something that she's reflecting on after the therapy box in any scenario if whatever she says i know what you're thinking like she's addressing us like i know what you're thinking if this is my story why isn't my dad the one the hospital is named after why aren't i scrubbing in on a coronary artery bypass graft because this isn't my story it's hers dr hope michelson and then you Jesus. like go on to the legend thing. It's really, really interesting. And people have already pointed this out on Twitter. It goes back to the pilot and Hope's very first appearance in Legacies. She's walking up to the gates and she says like the iconic lines like, when we're young, we're taught the difference between good and evil, a hero and a villain, a savior and a lost cause. But what if the only difference is just who's telling the story? And we're finally getting that full circle Thing. It's like, who is telling this story? When Hope is telling the story, she does see like Klaus as as the, her father. So she's going to see her, him first and foremost as mm-hmm. this human um, who who cared about her. And then I was I was talking to Shaw about this like last night. Josie realistically has no reason, you know, because she never knew Klaus to say that he is this great man, but she did like read about him and she knows I think to Josie knowing that he loved hope was enough for her to believe in his humanity well, which well, calls back to Caroline's like believing in in Klaus's humanity and also you know I, I do see Josie and really absorbing what Caroline's um like well understanding Klaus I think theoretically that's not true. Josie did meet Klaus. It was briefly, mm-hmm. and uh, and oh, yeah. Alaric immediately. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> right. Um, that was one of her first impressions. Like he cares yeah, so much. He cares about so much Hope. about his daughter that he was like, "Can you get your twin, like twelve-year-old daughters, to mm-hmm. put this evil entity in me so I can kill myself for my like You're the right. one, the one, in, the one interaction Josie has with this." What what did the book call him? Like supposed the, the, great, the great evil, the great evil, like something you know, Alaric like wrote. Yeah, and it's like, but it's the first thing. Like you can't tell me that that was also supposed to be the time period where she was supposed to be obsessed with hope anyway. So <laughs> you're like the one time she has to meet her father. It's like in this great 
sacrificial act and it's mm, like you, right you can't tell me she didn't romanticize the michaelsons after that i'm sorry josie is she definitely sick, sick-minded sick-minded she, individual she's so. reading about she she i definitely see like josie really sees like the loyalty mm-hmm. uh the family oriented will die to protect each other they do stupid shit but they will always love each other t- to their graves she admires mm-hmm. that about the Michelsons. And honestly, I really do see Josie and Freya having a lot of similarities. Um, yeah. I, I think, think like, she sees Klaus as redeemed. And mm-hmm. like a lot of people see him as like the great evil. Like he did so many evil things. Yeah. Up until like he had a family and then he kind of changed. But she sees that as like enough to redeem him. And I think that's why she... That's part of why she's the only one who's, like, not giving up on redeeming hope, despite yeah. mm-hmm. what she's it, done. It's mm-hmm. so funny, because in the um, the promo for next week's episode, the mid-season finale, Lizzie actually says, you're no better than Klaus Michelson. Like, she, so that even shows you that there are people who still view Klaus as evil, mm-hmm. and Josie's right. twin sister. <laughs> right. Yeah, and then Josie makes him, like, the best surgeon in the world. And then there's a lot of things in the therapy box, too, just, like, a lot of words used, by the way, that I was able to point out in my second watch. Um, Dr. Death, a.k.a. Mm. Ted. Yeah, those those are clever. He says stuff like, like, Josie sees hope as irreplaceable, as somebody Mm. that can't ever be you know replaced (laughs) yeah Um, yeah and and, but like dr death i'm sorry i love the name dr death i think (laughs) i might just call him that from now on (laughs) but uh, dr death he he goes and says like nobody's replaceable nobody's irreplaceable so to me it just goes to show that the world keeps spinning for everybody else but josie truly sees hope as somebody who literally we can't survive without and like world stop like hope michelson is down world stopping for her yeah so it's 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 really admirable and then it it really makes the full like um the sitting down with her at the hospital bed and like Mm -hmm. realizing why she felt this way for her and realizing that this is something that she wanted Mm -hmm. it's really beautiful okay so the hospital bed scene uh victoria you're up go (laughs) (laughs) oh god um okay just i'm sorry but there are so many things going on there and i just need (laughs) to know what you think because that conversation is trippy it's very much so i think like she comes so josie comes in and she's like hey um first of all she's like ready to hear her out (laughs) before she tells Mm -hmm. anyone that she was lying and ready to like give hope this opportunity to like convince her that she did it for a good reason Mm -hmm. um and then so what does hope say hope basically says like he says like like, when she was born she was pretty much born into this role Mm -hmm. where her destiny was carved out for her because she was like the legacy of her father and it's pretty much 10 points to lane for referencing legacy (laughs) and it's like pretty much her job to keep drawing and funding funding to keep the hospital running by being like this innovative surgeon and she's never seen like another option um Mm -hmm. and josie says like that's your father talking first of all so 
But basically, like, I think what's weird about this scene is that it's mostly Josie realizing that they just have the same struggle of feeling like there's no other option besides staying at the school and saving Mm -hmm. it and protecting everyone around them. Like, Hope has always felt like that, and I feel like Mm -hmm. she reached a breaking point when, like, Landon died because even though she tries to be so precise and make these correct decisions, he ended up dying, and she realized, well, I made a mistake, and somebody died, (laughs) and she snapped. And so Josie's, like, realizing why she turned off her humanity, which is pretty much that there's so much pressure on her and she feels so trapped in this role of having to just try and save people and failing to do that and just having them die on her. Um, Mm -hmm. And she only sees two options. So she sees the option of I can turn off my humanity and then I don't have to care about anybody and I don't have to care if anybody survives. I don't have to save anybody anymore or I can turn my humanity back on and then I have to go back to the school and I have to like stay there Mm -hmm. (laughs) and fall back into this role again and just go through this suffering and this pressure again. So when Josie got fired, she said she felt like relieved. Mm. And I think what she realizes through the scene is that when Hope turned off her humanity, there was relief because all of that pressure of having to constantly be the one to protect everyone and save everybody was suddenly just like taken off of her shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Josie realizes like her conclusion is like, I can't stay in this role at this hospital because I'm going to snap under the pressure. I'd rather leave, go elsewhere. And I think that what she realizes is that she and Hope are like in the same position where Hope needs to have that realization too. So what I'm going to think that she's going to do is tell Hope um, or somehow design like a plan to help Hope realize that if she turns back on her humanity, it doesn't mean going back to this cycle or Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to mean that and that she can do something else and like make her own life elsewhere forge your own adventure choose your own path make your own story it's all connecting 216 305 407 408 i actually i Girl. i love everything you said yeah i'm i it's so it's so insane to me how each of them um are are propping each other up and are supporting each other like you can change the story it's really interesting like hope um Hope sees Josie's situation in 216 and she understands um, she didn't go in there again. Like she says in 308, she came in there thinking that she had to like actively save her. But she realizes that she just needs to Josie just needs to hear and be heard that it's like you you can merge these two halves of you and, and move forwards and make your own destiny and now they're they're paralleling each other and Josie's going to do the same like you said Victoria Josie's definitely going to um help hope see that sh- when she comes back she doesn't need to be that leader role and um I'm really loving it because 
I said I said this and I, I tweeted this. I truly believe that Hope and Aurora getting body swapped was the best decision because Hope is no longer um, under that safety net of being the unkillable the tribrid. She is now Hope the vampire who is who is weak, who is vulnerable, who has to is is forced to like learn um to allow others to trust her and she trust them and in, in return and um see h- how others delegate how how they can help her and it's going to be really interesting to see who she goes to or how she moves forward where she is vulnerable to daylight she is vulnerable to the typical run-of-the-mill steak like a branch in central park um she (laughs) can she can't be invited or she can't compel uh other vampires like there are a lot of things and and well now wolfsbane can't hurt her but like vervain is like definitely like a big thing now oh i told you that she can die from a werewolf bite Right, right. Wolf, mm-hmm. werewolf bite. Like she is vulnerable, and that forces her to reassess how she, how she, how her plan of attack. Um, yeah. Is she even on the offense, she has to. She has been put in the defense role. That means she is. I think what's really interesting is like what happens when she's back to herself, because that is going to happen. Guys. Yeah. Um, when I she's feel- back in her body, she has now gone through like one or two weeks of a lesson where she's realizing it is okay to let others take charge. And one of which seeing who she already sees Josie as an equal footing, but now she's going to even see that even more if if Josie if she allows Josie to do that and Josie like sets in that role I I'm really excited to see what the cliffhanger will be for the midseason and (laughs) if that actually leads into again something they've been heavily foreshadowing throughout legacies even in season three the flop season there was always and you were saying this Victoria like hope thinks Hope believes that there's only two paths for her, but her subconscious even tells her, like, there's this third exit right here, the boat, the escape, mm-hmm. in neon lights, Josette Saltzman reaching out her hand, come with me. She says, I can't, I have to solve the problem. And that goes back to why her NPC Josie says, like, or she's telling Josie, like, why didn't you tell anyone? that the school is in danger and Josie fake Josie tells her like because that's the difference between you and me you solve problems I run away from them I think people were confused initially and I was also too like that's an interesting line to say that's an interesting way to view Josie but now having this complimenting episode I can really see why she interprets it that way because she sees Josie as someone um who can like get away from all the pressures and she she admires Josie for that too in a way that season three she relocated schools um it didn't necessarily work out because we were saying this before like it didn't actually work out for Josie but in any case Hope admired Josie for taking herself out of the pressure and, and problems even though it didn't it wasn't completely successful but 
that is why Hope saw a difference between them because her subconscious was telling her, like, Hope believes that she's always fixed to this, like, hero role where she has to fix the problem. And if she can't do it, if she isn't precise, if she doesn't make the right decision, then, well, the the world is fucked and she did not live up to her legacy, things like that. And then, you know, Josie saying, like, come with me as an escape. And then, again, season four having all of these heavy, heavy implications, like, that they can run away together, away from pressures uh, in the Western. Even even in Lizzie's, like, um, lens, she sees that hope, this air quote, like, this outlaw, that wench, like, taking Josie. What it really was showing is that um, Josie leaving with Hope because, I don't know, I think in the Western it was implied that Josie stayed behind to just work with Alark as the headmaster and then Lizzie went off away. But when she returns to, I don't know, the terms of the Western, like the town, um, she the frontier or something, she she sees that things went to shit. So you can... You can probably presume that in the even in the school there were issues and mm-hmm. something happened. But again, like Lizzie's box wasn't so dimensional in the way that we didn't understand why Hope did what she did. Like we see why Hope did, uh, still went into the operating room and did that surgical bypass graft thing. Because Josie understands her, but we didn't see why Hope did what she did and set up a lark. There was, there's not a lot of complexity in Lizzie's view. And it's because she always just views Hope as a monster. Right. At, at her core. And that goes back to the pilot. Like, who's telling well, the story? Well, she things in, like, black and white. Yeah, right. truly. Like, that makes it's sense really, to some degree, mm-hmm. but it's like... um. I don't know. I'm not going to get into the DSM here. <laughs> but, yeah, I, 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 I feel like we just have to see like future episodes. Like now that we're ultimately seeing like Josie and Hope, it really does seem like they're going to leave together and do their own, forge their own adventures, choose your own story, oh, God. Um, book thing. <laughs> um, and now that's going to be you know, all of the AUs and subconscious. I feel like it's going to be interesting because, like, they could do one of two things. It's either that Josie goes off, finds Hope, but it's not Hope, and (laughs) she doesn't know yet, and either she, like, figures it out or, like, Aurora figures out, ooh, this is interesting, Mm. like, Mm -hmm. you seem to care a lot. Um, Or Hope as, like, Hope in Aurora's body goes and finds Josie and it's like, I need your help. I'm in a bad position, even if she doesn't have like her humanity on. Um, because yeah. she knows that like she's backed into a corner and Josie might be the one to like fix the problem and put her back into her body. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know which way they're gonna go with it. Yeah. I but I do I, think that Josie's thrilling. going to get hurt. Oh, same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's always a guarantee in every season. That's Josie's always a guarantee. I, oh, yeah, we can just yeah. say it right now. Josie's going to get hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to take it back to the hospital room because I didn't get a chance to say anything about it. 
Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, no, no offense. No offense. You know, just re can say get like ten points in, and it's it's fine. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> um, sorry. <laughs> you gotta tell me to shut up, girl. I no, went through, like, no, six it's, things. It's, it's genuinely. It's just at one point you were talking about different boxes. I was like, oh god, I don't even know. But it. This is how this is how my brain works. I have like the strangest like stream I consciousness. Get, no, I I was with you. I was there. I was nodding along. I got it. I got it. But I just I just wanted to say really quickly the the pressure stuff that she was talking about and just how I possibly interpreted it because um, you were saying this earlier how like season three almost feels completely disjointed from the rest of the show <laughs> and, and it, it really really does it's it's because you you like right now you can't tell me that that scene didn't feel like it should have been on like the cusp of dark Josie mm-hmm. or the her talking about this pressure needing to get away don't you think theoretically now she should leave the school and go to mystic Falls school and maybe get away it, it feels like they wasted a plus plot line for no reason and now i'm like what, yeah. what is she gonna do now she still has, has to go through her senior year of high school she can't just leave <laughs> so well, well you know. she said like i have to leave but then she said i know what i'm gonna do to like yeah. fix this now so it's yeah. like i feel like it is like it's not just like i'm leaving i'm going to europe i'm going to find <laughs> myself yeah. i feel like she's like part of the way that i'm gonna fix this is by like I can't be at the school because Hope's not gonna turn her humanity back on at the school because yeah like Josie was saying saying, like there's too much history there's there's too much pressure and And it's 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 also it could just mean just like a mix of things as well like we've pointed out all this like what the metaphors stand for and everything um Mm -hmm. it definitely hinted at her feeling of pressure, not only being a part of the super squad and theoretically having to be like this defense for a bunch of kids as she's a kid herself, but her relationship with Finch, you you also get Mm -hmm. the sense that she feels this pressure to live up to Finch's expectations and to protect Mm -hmm. her and be there for her and, and be involved in this relationship. And I thought it was very interesting and, and sort of clever how they pointed out that Josie tends to skip out on a lot of their dates. Um, yes, they did it in such I, a lighthearted way. You're like, yeah, oh, that's, oh, that's but funny, but... But it, it made so it, it rem- go observe Hope's surgery. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll get, she we'll said get her to that beeper. in a second, by the way. <laughs> Hold on, what, that, I do yeah. want to touch on that part. Yeah, but yeah. It, it really did make, it remind you that subconsciously, Josie does remember the fact that she has basically canceled on Finch. So how many times? Three, three mm-hmm. times in the show that we know of? Or four, and, maybe four. And she says three in, in the month. Uh, Finch says three in a month in the therapy box, too. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's something that does bother Josie. And it's something... I, I, I can't wait for the further conversations because, you know, she will have to explain this to Finch. And maybe this will wound up being some sort of angsty conversation she has with Hope later. Like, I dumped my girlfriend because I wanted to save you. <laughs> why do you care so much because Because i love you no hold on a second hold on i'm sorry i'm I'm getting too much into delana i'm sorry i'm sorry but there are a lot of it's fine make up your mind starts up or cosmic love like everything machine (laughs) it's it's like you know the rain machine starts I sent a text to to Reed the other day, and I was like, you know, we're going to get a Jose Motel scene, right? <laughs> and the collective mm-hmm. 
brain rot that started mm-hmm. <laughs> at the thought of them being on a road trip and having a motel scene, like room scene. It was just, ooh, ooh, okay, let me not. That's too, that's too far ahead. No, but let's yeah. keep good. Let's keep going. <laughs> well, no, we got, because we yeah. can talk about more so, like, because I didn't want to talk about a room and yeah, the body switch right. eventually. But yeah, and, and, and what, yeah, what was up with Josie and having her beeper set to when Hope does a surgery and even <laughs> interrupting so. Lizzie's fun time <laughs> with her threesomes? Like, she, who, I just, d- she's so funny. She's so funny. literally like, why did you stop? Why did you bring me here? <laughs> she was like, she's like, I told you to knock for emergencies. I was busy. Did you not see the two men who left after me? I was busy. I was preoccupied. Right. <laughs> so, but... She's like, I'm studying and you're drooling. I'm studying. I'm researching. I'm learning how to like do the, the medical surgery. I'm lo- I'm learning how to use a scalpel. Lizzie's like, you're literally getting drool all over the glass. Please well, don't call me. Well, because your back turned to the glass. You literally, it's like, all you're doing is staring at the back of her head. Just, just so you're you know. like, like, you're looking at a blue blob scrubs person. Like, you can't see shit, dumbass. And you, and you can't even say that you're, like, checking her out because scrubs are not, like flattering anyway you know it's literally like you're looking like a big marshmallow and Josie's over here is like look at that wow she's she's like creating a new procedure innovation and I'm like from from her from her backside like she's so funny and then she really lost her damn mind and got fired like (laughs) she straight up got fired and it was and, and, yeah. and at the end of the when she's talking in the therapy box and by this point she's found her word but she hasn't said it yet she says something like i i spent my day doing something i thought was right yeah. so it i just, have the quote with me right now i can read it yeah you can um, say it it's not unlike me to get so caught up in what other people need that i miss what's really happening I let everything go today to do something that I thought was right. And for the first time in a long time, I could see myself clearer. I think it was Queen who got it right. Pressure is the terror of knowing what the world is about. And the only way to stop, and then it's, she also says like, and then to stop everything from going boom, you have to let that pressure go. And it's, and so, yeah, I, I do think, in a weird way was just a giant metaphor for having to dump Finch. Like I do really mm-hmm. do think that she feels a lot of pressure having to be in this relationship. And that yeah. song that was playing over the kissing scene was absolutely hysterical. <laughs> it was just hysterical. Yeah. I mean, like, and it's yeah. so funny cause it's right when Finch actually starts acting like the perfect partner. And then they start saying, right. you're not it for me. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Right. And they did that big character change with Finch. And we've said this before on the podcast, like season three, Finch is the character who would be upset about their dates. But now she's this new idealistic, perfect Mm -hmm. girlfriend. And Josie is the problem in their relationship. Josie feels like she cannot live up to this perfect relationship where they meet on time um, 7.55 at uh, an Italian restaurant and having that dinner date. Like she can't even she can't manage that. And Josie doesn't want to manage that because she doesn't she doesn't want to like live up to that 
she she doesn't feel like she's ready in that relationship. And her subconscious, when she was on that truth read, she already said, like, even, like, entertaining that thought is a bad idea. So now we're finally seeing that come to a head in a box. Yeah. Where, mind you, so she I spends just... the entire day over hope in her mind and then wakes up to Finch. I think that's really funny, but. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it's it's. It, she wakes up to Finch and this realize you could just see the realization on her face mm-hmm. of what she has to do. I cannot wait for that conversation because mm-hmm. I don't want to say I don't understand how she got to that point because I do understand that what she was talking about pressure, but I can't wait for her to have this conversation with Finch and try to explain how she got to that point of realizing yeah. that she not only maybe has to leave the school, but leave her. I, 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 I want I want her to say it in plain English because these metaphors be messing up my brain, you know? Is she going to say like, I felt like a balloon that's about to burst? No, baby. Just say like, I need to break up with you. Yeah, (laughs) just say like either we don't fit or I'm always going to be somebody who's going to be running off. I need somebody who's more on my level just or something. Like, I just need need that explanation just a little bit so we could finally understand what the reason was for the breakup. Usually a lot of her Right. Breakups are very have very clear understanding. The only breakup Josie didn't have, I mean, Josie did have that I still don't really understand what happened was with Penelope, and that's simply because it happened off screen. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, there was that pressure that she felt in in Posey that she she was care taking care of Lizzie and Penelope felt like. Um, I mean, I I agree with Penelope because she didn't get the attention that she thought like you should deserve in a relationship it was um it was topsy-turvy and um that breakup was unnecessary I think um I think a lot of Josie's relationships have been that imbalance and um I'm I don't actually see Finch being upset with Josie actually I could see in season three she would be but I think now she's not even the same character as she was right right like very strange about her character is that like she was very much volatile and like a werewolf she was too, afraid like... of like rejection she would lash out if she felt like she was being abandoned now that's just like gone i feel like she didn't even like was volatile when hope was at the school like two an episode ago like even then you would think like in season three and 308 like who's this five foot of trouble you know that with that sort it's of thing actually... like mm. They just seem to need her to play a different role in the story, so they just changed yeah. her entire character. I mean, yeah, I mean, you have I don't to, mind that because I mean, th- that means that they finally it. got their heads out of their asses and got you know the, <laughs> somebody cracked that whip in that room and said, "This is how we're going to write Josie breaking up with Finch by changing Finch." It's like it, it's almost kind of funny if you think about it. Like, te- <laughs> te- te- technically, like what four episodes ago, she was like dumping Josie because she couldn't help the unhandle pr- the pressure of the merge. So it's even her character, not that long ago, was a little bit reprehensible. Yeah, they and, 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 it for the new season. It's... You can tell. You can tell any in those first four episodes, which are technically still season three. Mm-hmm. You can still feel a certain way about Finch, but like these past few, she's just been fine. She's mm-hmm. been understanding and cool, and and so you're. And worried, like, yeah. I don't want to say you feel bad, <laughs> but you really are sort of like, why is Josie dumping her now? I just feel more confused than anything. <laughs> but yeah, I same, do think what same. happened is probably like they were like, okay, season three. 
was not the best. Everybody got together and somebody was like, what is the purpose for this character? What is the purpose for this character? What is this character going to do over this season? And like they actually probably just put way more effort into planning and like making an overall arc so that yeah. they didn't have the same result as season three because it was very, <laughs> very like disjointed and just like not all heading in the same direction mm-hmm. episode to episode mm-hmm. and now it feels more like okay there's a reason for this episode it fits into what's gonna happen next yeah exactly okay so i'm trying to think did, did we want to touch upon oh, wow. anything like lizzie mg ethan wise and cleo and, oh, uh, um, we could talk about how Doctor Ted in the in the in the subconscious, um, much like how in Hope's therapy box where you know Josie's the escape, and there's like like her subconscious is like it's not a it's not like neon lights, you know, like um, like you are in love with Hope. No, it's it's like each of these boxes have like one final conclusion, and it would be like dumb Finch, uh, but there are still lines told by specific characters that are good hints like dr ted say you're letting your friendship with with this girl get in the way of your judgment like these very specific lines like referencing her blind spot so i just wanted to point that out um uh oh i and and another thing about it too is that even in Josie's mind where hope is it's hope centric but still like Josie navigating through it even in this story Finch was an EMT which is pretty like sidelined they are necessary of course but it is pretty sidelined in in the whole um arena of what was happening in the hospital and um and also also Ethan um, MG, I believe, I don't think he had darker scrubs, so that tells me he was he was also an intern, a surgical resident, mm-hmm. uh, like Lizzie. So, I I think there could be something there to say. I don't know. Yeah. Landon, on the other hand, he was he, he was, was ahead a, of them. A, he was a, ahead. he was an attending. So mm-hmm. that's why he had the pass. And he was here. I think he died, so now he's under Doctor Death's jurisdiction. <laughs> I, I oh, that's funny. And it could just be sort of just like a, a way that she, I don't want to say she saw him, but maybe, maybe him being with Hope, theoretically, she always saw Landon as also being on a pedestal, not because she did see him as somebody who was like all powerful or anything, but that was Someone Hope's boyfriend, you know? Yeah. And, 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 and you know, I, I would love if they do like a callback, you know, there are so many hints and stuff that legacies can take advantage of. They could totally t- like twist the whole Jandon thing and make it so that um, in a world absence of hope, Josie wound up, you know, getting with the one person closest to her without even realizing it. And mm-hmm. I, it would just be really cool if that subconsciously there was still like some connection there and you, that does explain yeah. everything and why she does feel, I, 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 I'm sorry, I do think it's, 
they they try to say Jandon is a practical love, but I'm like, no, twist it and make it gay, please. <laughs> um, I think it is funny that in the box, even like, oh, are you sure about this? You and me have been way over a year. And Jesse's like, yeah, we're done. I just need you for your key pass. And it's like, do you still care about hope? Of course, part of me does. But I think it's interesting. People pointed this out. It's like, he said a very kind of like in passing, apathetically, like it really was a long time ago for him and for them. And the way Josie sees it, like she really she her box really put it like these romantic relationships uh, between all of them, um, Jandon, uh, Hansen and um, Hosey's friendship in the box. It was it's. The one thing that's like been consistent is Hope and Josie's friendship since they supposedly had started um, at the same time in their residency and school or whatever. Um, well, she like so goes, I, she's like, oh, um, give me your card or whatever. He's like, we can both get fired. And she's like, and like, <laughs> yes, I and just, like, it's very much th- like, that's a risk I'm willing because, to take. Are you? Yeah. She like has to remind him you love her. Right, you're willing to do what I'm doing, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, and she has like dark Josie vibes. I feel like that was dark Josie mm-hmm. acting as a regular Josie because she was really, like you said, she was willing to lose her job mm-hmm. for this girl. Right. And I feel like and that I think was about Josie it, acting on those dark intentions that she be having. It's really interesting how she, her, how she defends her case too because. You know, she is just an intern, but she was out here going to Dr. Ted, who can kill your career. That's why they call him, like, Dr. Death. Um, She was going up to him, like, chasing him around, like, a very busy hospital, saying things like, you know, if you give on up on hope, that's that's essentially giving up on the thousands of future lives that she could save. And he's over here like, there's more doctors in the world. There's more... <laughs> dumbasses coming out of college like you that I can pick up she's not that special but Josie's like she's like no she's irreplaceable and you were saying this earlier Brie and she says that same a similar argument to Landon she says like she understands that legacy even before they had the hospital sit down about pressures she says to him like oh you don't realize if she doesn't if she loses her practicing license that's like losing her legacy of the hospital that's literally named after her father. Don't you see how much that affects her? She cares about her mental well-being. It's the same way like in 315, 316, she says when they're at the gas station and, you know, Lizzie's over here like, oh, we need to set her up on a blind date. And Josie's like, I actually care about her well-being. And I actually care about what she feels like, you know, like, she like she she's the only one in the box that's like actually thinking about what is hope going to feel if she loses her job and, yeah um, do you do you think um this is just a question because i was trying to figure out if he did or not but do you think ethan is lying and knows about the stake or do you think lizzie hmm. wiped his memory and gave him that fake memory gone. You think that he agreed to getting his memory wiped? I think so. I think, like, he doesn't want to lie to MG. But that I can't imagine him wanting to, know, I mean, having that knowledge and giving it up again. He's been compelled before. So right. he's been in this situation before where he's had knowledge kept from him. I, can't, I don't know. I, 
It could I feel be like, like it'd be interesting if he pretended and then he goes off and trails Lizzie. Yeah, that's so then what you I have like. MG trailing Ethan, trailing Lizzie, trailing Aurora. <laughs> but I just it's not Aurora. Yeah. It's a hope. I mean, like, I could see him being like, Lilith. I can't lie to him. And then Lizzie being like, well, okay, and then just wiping his memory. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I, I say I, something like that. Less than I, being I, like, wipe my memory. I feel like it's like a red herring type thing where right now he's saying he has this memory of them just walking out to the old mill and talking. But I think he really knows. But I I, I just can't imagine Liz and Lizzie going off to find hope with this steak and nobody knowing that. <laughs> nobody. <laughs> Like, come on now. It's a very silly. (laughs) It's very silly to think about. And so, yeah, I think he knows, but I think he's lying for right now. Mm. And until Lizzie makes a move or something like that. Um, And Lizzie's going to end up like going after Aurora. And that's going to be interesting. Yeah, murdered. Like, I don't know what. (laughs) On top of that, and um, this goes back to what we were saying, like the first. few minutes of the podcast how it goes back to limbo um if lizzie dies and then they can get back everyone in one fell swoop that would be an easy way to just you know connect back to well what is the point of limbo where we're having yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely on your side when you're trying mm -hmm. to figure out like what why have we been Mm -hmm. in limbo for five episodes for real it's on it's, and off too. And on like, and on, off. They're too. alternating yeah. between let's show Jed and Caleb and then let's show Alaric, uh, Landon, uh, Ted. And you're wondering, like, well, okay, so what happened to Caleb? Because he is injured in the promo. Did he get like is he in like danger? Is he dying? They, they say they have and, a monster problem. The way they set it up, they made it sound like it's like affecting snaturals or affecting the wolves hmm. or something. Okay. So and the, the, and you, you just see like a pack of people at the school it looks like and i'm wondering i'm wondering oh, yeah. if it is like a monster issue and we it's been what that two episodes since we've seen them or something i don't know when's the last time we've seen caleb and jed was it last episode or has it been it two? was that last episode i don't know so mm-hmm. i could see lizzie and um aurora who is in hope's body like them having that cat and mouse is gonna be so funny because aurora's oh, not gonna give a fuck but it yeah. would be really funny if Maybe we should what finally start adds, talking about yes let's get into it when lizzie says in the promo like you're no better than your father she i'm assuming that's when she still believes that is hope mm-hmm. it would be funny if if adding on to that she says other reasons why she gets to kill her one of which being something like you've broken up my family you've like hurt my father like she's gonna have her Aniga Montoya moment and on top of that she's gonna say some maybe slip something like her her feelings like she's fucked up Josie I could see like Aurora just joining forces with her that being like you hate hope okay me too let's just both let's kill her forces to like (laughs) torture her (laughs) and then it's just like this awkward like Josie's trying to help her get her body back, but like Lizzie's on the other team. <laughs> right. I, that is, <laughs> it goes back to like what they were trying to do in season two when like um, um, Josie and then they, they, that dropped quickly and then Alyssa was joining like Team Monster. And um, that would be, it would be really, really good because like this whole of legacies being about who's telling the story and how they view each other and then you have like the twins 
um, back-to-back episodes how they view Hope, and one of them yeah. is Team Hope. The other one is I'm going to kill her. Um, yeah. I, well, I do see like a team up, and Western. I also see betrayals. Right. It would be Western. like, I feel like the therapy boxes often, like, project what's going to happen in the real yeah. world in certain yep. ways especially like the noir one was like um you know like it was uh showing like what's gonna happen in the merge and like who hope's gonna be the one to like save everybody or whatever and i feel like i could see like this western like it definitely had less depth than the um hospital ones one um but i think i could see it showing like lizzie is going to end up being against hope but not in the actual like she's a detective she's like an outlaw now (laughs) just like on a different um team because the wild west like doesn't have like any law and then she's going after um hope and josie's with hope and i could just see it ending up like that where Lizzie joins the villain to go after Hope, who she sees as a villain, but just gets like too. She gets in, she ends up like in too deep, right? Too timed, and um, on top of that, Josie's uh devotion to helping Hope, leading to her getting hurt, and like we said, Josie's always gonna get hurt. I think, um, out of Lizzie, Aurora may get the inkling that there is something between Hope Michelson and Josie Saltzman that she can not only, like, get that um, leverage after Lizzie, like, oh, you're going to help me because she's got her claws in Josie, like, mm-hmm. you know, sort of, sort of, I like, can see that happening because of that. her obsession with the Michelsons and, like, her always having this interesting perspective on the Michelsons. <laughs> Um, and always Aurora. fucking up their love interest too. Like she yeah. believes that Klaus, you know, oh, you know, you're gonna give up on me when we had something, Klaus. Like I'm gonna oh. fuck up your current love interest. God, can and we you get, imagine like, if Hosey gets outed by a random 900 year old vampire who was able yes, to pick bitch. up on it in five <laughs> seconds, but a whole the way- school. A right. whole school who's been around it for years was just like, boo, I didn't know. Like, just like, the way that I, I wanted, like, the necromancer to do that in 215, but it didn't happen. But if Aurora, and who is recurring, by the way, congrats to Rebecca Breeds, I need her to say, you've fallen, you, like, another Michelson, like, falling on their sword because they've fallen for a girl who can be killed, you know, and then she kills mm-hmm. Josie, and mm-hmm. then we have, like, Josie vampire, and then, like, Lizzie vampire hunter. It's, like, Elena and Jeremy um, hunter uh, mm-hmm. vampire, and that that's so interesting. I do see Josie being turned, or get, un, even if she isn't turned, definitely hurt by Aurora. Um, yeah, I could. I can. Clan, I just. The, the I can see so many different things coming about this, and Aurora yeah. finally bringing back some old school villain goodness, which is when villains used yeah. to have Plan Bs, Cs, Ds, or, Es, Fs, and uh, and oh yes. <laughs> and another thing to it is their language. Um, the originals always had this really beautiful way of how I'm going to murder you, how I'm going to proclaim my love to you, how I'm going to expose you. Like there's just these big dramatic like speeches and aurora's bringing back that energy i would i would really love and kill if like 
if that kind of inspires, you know, more of that into other characters' ways to proclaim their love, you know? You know? Mm -hmm. So if, you know, Hope and Josie, like Aurora triggering, like, all of these chain events and then it just ultimately leads up to like why did Josie do all the things that she did for Hope Mm -hmm. and you have this big like I'm really excited because you know just it's just amazing to see it would be funny if they made Lizzie an actual hunter like Jeremy like a big alarm vibes too (laughs) and it it goes back to like how the twins view Alark I think we really need to talk about this actually the western First of all, she views and they each of the twins have read Alark's journals and entries, but ha- what they take from it is really interesting and it it is projected in the box. So Lizzie's reading these journals and she's absorbing like, oh, this is he had to do real shit. He did real hardcore shit in his 30s. I'm going to do that, too. And Mm -hmm. he had, like, these dark entries about necromancy and and coming back to life. She probably read a bit about the Gilbert Ring, I imagine, too. Like, him being a hardcore, like, I'm going to take revenge because Joe died. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And, uh, or or what was was her name? Isabel. And she also references Isabel in the Western, too, I think. And you, and then you have Josie's view on a lark who is literally absent in her life in the hospital AU, who she looks up to, therefore, is Hope, her companion, her, like, friend in the surgical residency, someone she believes is, like, a legend. While Lizzie is trying to, like, find someone and find finding, like, a lark, um, finding someone that she can uh, become to have mm-hmm. enough strength to take down hope you have like two ricks one who's like, i love evil, that the, the one i love that, that. You miss. right and the one that's like the soft one that gave up like you know everything I, to I, do this yeah school. i loved it from the concept of yeah them being twins and there being a duality with josie and lizzie mm-hmm. just naturally mm-hmm. and then the concept of a lark having two separate lives a lark who's a parent and who's more subdued and more passive versus the alark who used to fuck people up like right used to be dangerous like really and and i i've always wondered why they took his vampire abilities away why they gave turned him back human because when he was that original vampire i thought that was so cool honestly because he went from vampire hunter to vampire And and it would have been so much more realistic, I think, if he was a leader of a school and an original vampire. I don't I I don't know why they (laughs) kept him human, because I feel like it made less sense, especially with the lack of Caroline for him to be in control of the school. And he's like this 50 year old human whose back aches and he has to take his knees crack every time he gets (laughs) out of hair. And it's just. It's like, it's, yeah, I'm sorry. I feel like he, his, his story would have been more tortured mm-hmm. if he was a vampire who, could, who was still that alcoholic, but he can't get drunk because he's a vampire. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I just, I love the idea of him having a duality. I, I think it's also like in the hospital too, the way that that duality there, she, she didn't even come to like that conclusion herself when she's like, what? My dad wouldn't do that. He wouldn't sign off and lie about your father and you. And Hope like um, gently interrupts her like, of course he would. Like Hope Uh has always been the catalyst for Josie realizing like, oh, 
oh shit, my dad is a sh- not like he's not so honest and hope pointing. He has a like, past. He has a history. Right, he has. Right. He does things for the greater good. Alark has had to make yeah. a lot of shitty decisions in the past, and unfortunately. The, back when he was a nuanced box, character. Right. Even in the box, she flat out says to Dr. Ted when she's building her case, like, my dad hated Klaus Michelson. And it's like, well, that's interesting because Klaus is this big innovator. It's like, you know, he it pits it in the way it's like he had no reason to hate Klaus. Like nobody in that hospital has a reason to hate Klaus in mm-hmm. Josie's lens. And I think that's really interesting regardless that Alark still does not like Klaus. And there's that rivalry. And right. also... I don't know. I just I really loved seeing the duality and I really love seeing like Team Hope versus Team Aurora. And I think. Oh, yes. Can we talk about Aurora and Triad finally? Yeah. Yeah. That scene with Aurora was iconic. It gave me such originals vibes. (laughs) The 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 whole display of right this, too much food no one's gonna fucking eat like that's how lavish <laughs> i miss this shit like i know y'all the the michaelsons they did not eat that much they're vampires and <laughs> well, oh, you'll yeah. have like a 10 foot table like okay and yeah. i just love that big vibes already it was really i love grand. that even I the loved, butler's i, lo- I love this I love the fight scene for one with the wolves real quick. I did like the mm. fight scene, the alpha standoff battle that Hope had. I love the way she murdered him. I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, I'm sorry. Like, I triangle. Don't, don't, <laughs> does, is it just me? Like, I love it when people come up with new ways to murder in TV <laughs> and film. It's, it's, like, it's like, I get tired of the same old stuff. Like, some of my favorite moments from vampire diaries in the originals is them murdering people in interesting ways Not like the graduation cap <laughs> I, like, I just pointed that out earlier it's in my yeah. brain forever he murdered somebody with the graduation cap do you not realize how how hard that cap like, was congrats, going you passed, like congrats you passed high school here like <laughs> fuck oh my god that's so and then, funny and right then through the like, spine yeah some of my favorite moments of elijah is him like just knocking somebody's head off or ripping somebody's heart right. out yeah just iconic right. love you boo okay but yeah, yeah I, I love the fight scene with the with the wolves i loved how she was like we're wolves not royalty stand the fuck up mm. big <laughs> I, Hailey I, vibes it gave me yeah it was definitely like you understood that they were just trying to respect her but she's also just like get up but then you get the feeling that they all died anyway so it kind of felt bad <laughs> um uh but yeah i i okay yeah. i guess i have to apologize now for <laughs> because i got some interesting messages saying i had to apologize so you don't have to apologize what? i think that's I'll fair sh- that oh. you didn't believe it it was aurora Okay, whatever. Uh, I'm just gonna get it over with because I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you agree to this. I'm just gonna apologize, just in general, for all the people out there who thought this was Aurora, and I did not think it was Aurora. <laughs> but I'm sorry. It's like, come on now. How many times have we I thought was, like, we would think? Like, I mean, I was like, yes, I could see it being that. I want it to be that, but also, mm-hmm. I have been disappointed. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's the way I was like. I was like, there have been so many. Yeah, there were so many promos that would come out. We'd be like, oh my God, is Marcel coming back? Oh my God, is it Vincent? Oh my God, is it Aurora? And then it would just be like 
Ted and it would be like, oh, <laughs> fuck off, Brett. Like, come right, on. Right. So this, I, I did not believe it. I did not. People was trying to compare her voice for like 10 weeks and were like, come on. <laughs> and I just would not buy it. I'm sorry. I was... <laughs> So I apologize for all y'all finally y'all guessed it 20 times and it finally stuck. Okay, I'm happy <laughs> that we're here <laughs> and that she's back. I'm like finally. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like it's like you just something got to stick at the wall eventually, you know? It's like <laughs> it, guess it a, a million times eventually the answer is going to yeah. be yes. So <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, I just when she came in, she was like, "You, you remind me a lot of him." I was like, "Ooh, bitch, it's Aurora." She all she had to do was say that line, and I was like, "It's Aurora." I was, <laughs> mm-hmm. I was, I think I was in a state of shock. I was like, "I can't believe they're actually bringing back interesting villains." Recurring like I was, too. I w- uh, yeah, I was like, sort of like, "Oh my god, this is ex- all I've ever wanted for legacies." I don't think you guys mm-hmm. understand how all I've ever wanted for legacies. <laughs> was for this stuff to come back and for repercussions. And, um, you know, right. Klaus left behind a lot of stuff. He tried to do his best, but he left a thousand years of his mistakes behind. You know, there's a ton of people out there who just still hate his guts. He ain't even alive and people are still spitting on his grave if he had a grave. <laughs> but so it's like, yeah, I've yeah. been waiting for Hope to have to face that. You should see her face in the scene where Aurora is going, you know, he tortured me and messed with my mental health for like centuries. Hope's face just like drops. Even without her humanity, her face just shifts a little bit hearing Mm -hmm. about what her father did to somebody. Mm-hmm. And I just love, Danielle plays that so well because it is sort of like, how would you handle hearing your loved one doing such terrible things to other people to the point where it's haunting you like mm-hmm. I, you can't even fathom it it doesn't happen to regular people mm-hmm. that's so, some crazy debt like yeah uh, really no wonder why hope walks around thinking that she has to be a savior because she's constantly trying to make up for her father's mistakes and yeah. not live up to her father's legacy if anything she's trying to avoid that legacy as much as possible but it's like it just keeps coming back at her. This, this, yeah. you know, feeling like what? What does she say? She feels like that she's like not supposed to be born. I forgot what she said. Um, cosmic. She mistake. feels like a cosmic mistake. Cosmic mistake. I, I think so I really yeah. am so excited to see Danielle play Aurora because immediately when they did the body swap, and she did the curtsy bow, which she did in the originals, and I love that that they kept that consistent. Um, like, that's so amazing. She already made a completely different unhinged smile. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's big Nina separating Catherine Elena vibes. Yeah. Know? And, yeah. you know, it, they're, they're not going to change. I think the only difference actually is to that is that Danielle as Aurora is wearing her necklaces, which is the same one that Aurora was wearing initially in the, in the scene. So, yeah, I, she also seems to be wearing like, t- like tool and like, like big puffy stuff i don't know how to explain mm-hmm. the shirt that she's wearing mm-hmm. it's like a blouse thing that has like puffy sleeves mm-hmm. and it makes me wonder if people are going to be able to pick up and be like hope wouldn't wear that hope wouldn't walk this way hope doesn't do these mannerisms or say these right. words it's i wonder if people different... are going to be able to pick up on it <laughs> the way that jizzy's gonna know that it's not aurora <laughs> and it's hope solely because of her gait pattern like she's her gait she pattern <laughs> like i'm sorry like she's going to know like she's going to know like that's not how you carry your like this is a she's limp gonna be like, that's she's hope. gonna be like uh i don't know if you know this but 
the part down the middle of your hair is two centimeters off from the left and Hope has never <laughs> done her hair that way. So who Literally, are you? Like, like I, I, I'm sorry. That's so funny. And um, I think it's interesting how, like, if we were saying this earlier, either she goes to um, Hope, I mean, uh, she either goes to Josie or Josie, like, finds contact and, like, mistakenly finds Hope in Aurora's oh. body or Aurora in Hope's body. It's like these three different ways to look about it. Mm-hmm. And she's still at the school. And she is in the promo. She's with Finch. And she's working on this blue elixir. And some really smart people on Twitter have uh, pointed out, like, this mm-hmm. blue elixir. Shout out to Jade in Tribrid's name, I believe, is your at. Oh, they Jade. Hey, what's yes, up, Jade? Jade. <laughs> Amazing writer on AO3, by the way. Go check that out. And... um. She has connected that to the original's blue elixir. And how this theory goes is that in the originals, if you remember, Genevieve kidnaps um, or sedates Rebecca. uh, Or no, no, no. Rebecca is like under like werewolf toxins. She's like really delirious right now. So it makes it a lot easier while Klaus is sedated in in the mental asylum from like a thousand years ago. And... She is linking their minds with the blue elixir so they can share, like, the same memories. So while uh, Rebecca's having these delir- delirious, like, visions of what happened in the uh, in the hospital with, like, the World War Two or one, like, some sickness. Oh, are happening. you talking about when right. Klaus found out that she brought right. back Michael? It's the iconic scene. Right. It's the iconic scene where Klaus yells in the hall, Rebecca! <laughs> right. Right. So that's what happened. And yeah, um, yeah. so 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 people have pointed out that that is the could be the same blue elixir, which would be really ballsy to um, have Hope and Josie like share a memory to prove that mm-hmm. it's or at least show what happened in the show what happened. Scene. Yeah. Or um, I just I'm, I'm I'm really if they do something like that, it's going to be so interesting how she uses it. Um I, I'm very interested if Hope is going to, you know, come theoretically with her tail between her legs or if yeah. Josie's going to find her in the mix of it and it, Hope is going to be sort of like, oh, whatever. Okay, wait, real quick. Um, <laughs> Hosey show, like, you know, breakdown. <laughs> Do we think Hope's humanity is on or off? I feel like this has been up for debate Ooh, amongst the um... Twitter culture stands and i feel like we need to have a a straightforward stance on it i personally believe i believe she has her emotions on maybe it could be like a dial button where it's like you know like eh, like 70 percent partial you know (laughs) but i'm sensing that when she switched bodies it kind of defaulted your switches i think i think it's something so about I think she that, has her humanity and she it, could be pretending with Josie. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I understand that. It's something about seeing her with the trucker hat on that makes me feel like, oh yeah, that's a hu- that's a human person. That's right embarrassment. There. Like, right, yeah. right. That's like it's like big um it's big vibes where, you know, like uh I, I don't know. It, it reminds me a lot of when, you know, Bonnie gave the cure to Stefan after he killed Enzo he that's how they fixed like that's how they got his humanity on because obviously he's defaulting back to human it, I don't know I just feel like when they switch bodies you kind of just go back to your default like um um 
factory settings. Yeah. <laughs> your factories, your defaults. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hope and hope and Aurora switched bodies and hope went back to her factory yeah. settings. <laughs> Gay from Josie. But yeah, because um, you know, like a lot of people, we talked about this, you know, um, just between us, not on the podcast, but you know, whether or not vampires can even have their humanity switch turned on or off after a certain age and Aurora being 900 plus years old, it's like it wouldn't work in that body. But then, you know, it's like, do we get all psychological with it? Is it a state of mind? Um, mm-hmm. Is it a, is it, does it matter what body you're in or is it ma- the matter mm-hmm. like mental Your maturity? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, so it's like, I am interested. I I would love it for her humanity to be back on. And she's not in distress or like crying or sobbing. She's just like, fuck my life, bro. She's just like, she's just (laughs) walking around looking like she's basically like hungover. Like, my God, I can't believe I did that. She definitely got hungover. Like, oh, wow. That's so funny. It's just so so funny because it's like, she, she seriously just got downgraded. You, it's, and it's like, Aurora in any other sense is extra powerful, but compared to what she came from, she, She's just like, fuck my life. No, bro. literally, I tweeted. I was like, I know Hope is kicking herself right now to get stuck in the body of a hag. Like, <laughs> she's she, like, she, like, crying, oh. screaming, throwing up. Like, oh. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Now I have back pain. <laughs> and and, it's, like, got... and like, it's like, it's so funny. It's like, she, and I was like, I, I've been waiting for it because as much as I am a Hope stan, like, you know, as much as Hope is my baby and I've started this show for mm-hmm. her. She has been walking around a little bit arrogant for my taste. A little bit too arrogant for my taste. I She's think the hubris is going to be good for her. Like, yeah. Get knocked down. And it'll work with the Hosey agenda, too. Because, yeah. well, yeah. Because she'll be humbled a little bit and realize oh, that real people people can still come after you. You And you need your family when you have stuff like mm-hmm. this happen. I think that's mm-hmm. what she needs to learn is that she still has... A family waiting back for her at New Orleans and at Salvatore boarding school. So she has mm-hmm. options and she has people willing to help her. And I think them bringing back Aurora is symbolic for like her having this connection to her blood family, but and also legacies. Ha- yeah. and also legacies. And like, so it's really like Aurora is the perfect villain. And it's like, in some ways, I'm glad that she wasn't the first villain in season one because. She does deserve a longer storyline. And, yeah. and it did yeah. deserve to be built up, too. I wish we had better stories. Uh, I mean, I wish we had better villains beforehand, you know. But yeah. like, right. we only had one single villain. Let's be real. Ted was a yeah. villain. And I do I do see... Um, hmm, how long do you see the body snatch happening? And how long do you see, like, the... Uh, there has to be a head between the twins, first of I, all. But I where feel... do you... When do you see that happening? I, I I feel like I think I said I don't see the body swap happening for a long time, but I still see Aurora sticking around for mm-hmm. being a villain. But at the same time, I can see them drawing it out because as soon as you theoretically would switch back bodies, it's like wouldn't they just immediately kill her? It's sort of like you know we were saying uh, Hope's arrogance is the only reason why she's even in this situation to begin with i mean not only did she go after these people and you know immediately come at them and like just murder a bunch of randoms but she also had the opportunity to kill aurora and she waited because she wanted to play with her food Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it's it's like 
when they do the body swap back, are they going to let her wake up and start speaking again? Or are they just going to dagger her and I say dagger, but stat, you know, staker, <laughs> staker right. and, and just get it over with. It's like, so I feel like in order to do the body swap, they also need to fix the hex because if they do yeah. swap bodies, she, they can't get information out of her. Um, I guess Hope yeah. is lucky in the sense that she has no idea about Triad, so she can't betray them. But it's also like, it wasn't even just knowing Triad's secrets. It's more so speaking out against them whatsoever. And we were talking about this, you know, whether or not speaking out against Aurora would theoretically make her body set aflame. Like, can she even, how far can she say stuff or go against Right. And is even thinking the thought of doing it going to set her on fire is, 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 is is so vulnerable in like so many ways. She's just vulnerable right now. If Josie and Hope do that mind meld memory thing, is that betrayal or is that just a head dive? You know, is it a loophole? Yeah. Like there are like Hope has to be very clever now when it comes to like, how do I find a loophole with this? And how Mm -hmm. do I how do I tell Josie I'm going to die without saying if I speak these words, I'm going to die anyways. Like, right. Like then Josie has to be very careful, like treading like that hex and i feel um, like i feel like it could be something so cool you know we we've we're still sitting around waiting for the talisman to make its big return you know brett has teased it in the past that he wants to bring the talisman back so it's like she could say something theoretically and be like i gave you a talisman for your 60th birthday i am hope can you help me out, girl? I'm in an old right. lady's body. <laughs> like the things that Hope can say. My are knees the hurt. My knees hurt. And <laughs> like the things that like she can say to Josie can be like things that won't kill her. Like right, like, exactly. That's why I was like, the talisman. It's and, like that can prove um, her. Right, and oh, identity. you were saying earlier like motel scene if they so yeah, like, yeah. Josie yeah. like so so there's so let's talk about the stills and the promo. So. There's a still with Josie and Finch uh, somewhere woods, blah, blah, blah. And they're, it looks like they're looking off, off stage uh, right. And, you you know, there's definitely some something taking their attention. Finch looks uh, like pissed, looks dist- maybe, question mark, I, distraught. I don't, even th- I, I don't even think. I think it's in the middle of one of those dramatic moments yeah. where you look off into the sunset to say something extra deep and emotional and from the heart type and then, thing. And well, Finch is looking down at the ground like, oh, my God, I'm about to get dumped again. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, surprise, uh, Aurora, like a, a old ass hag comes in here and is saying, like, I need your help. It's literally 308. It's <laughs> like, literally 308. But instead of her interrupting a date, she's literally stopping Finch from being dumped. So... <laughs> <laughs> or or maybe like Josie is backtracking possibly I don't know like maybe she like I don't know there's a two different ways I, yeah, I can see I, don't know I can see Josie back. trying like I said that's why I can't wait for the actual conversation to happen so we can understand why her thought process even got to that point mm-hmm. um because it's still not completely clear to the audience what makes her think that 
having to end her relationship is the best to how to save hope. There really is no correlation between that unless you. <laughs> it's it's like I feel like she's you're... just like, oh, I can't multitask. I can't be a girlfriend yeah, to Finch but it's and like... also save hope, which is what I most first and foremost. That's my prime directive. I want to save hope. It's yeah. like hmm, that's interesting. She doesn't believe that she can do both at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. So and it's I, like I, it, it's so uh, yeah. I'm just I'm I'm wait, I'm interested for that scene and how she goes about it and if it's going to be like her trying to say I want more of a break or a pause than a or break space. up type thing or like you know when people try to half-ass the it type box. thing like yeah. I feel like yeah. it could be try, like her trying to half-ass it and trying to soften the blow but yes, then of course soften. then of course <laughs> then of course you know like the longer they spend apart the more she obsessed she becomes with saving hope the more she yeah. Yeah, the more she just, makes that more of her priority, the more it will become clear that this is a breakup, not just a break. Right. And it's just an inevitable, like, you know, enough space apart. They really didn't click and they won't find their way back to each other. And with, you know, the possibility of like, oh, poor Hope in a trucker's hat coming over there like, <laughs> I need your help. And, and oh, and I tweeted this too. I think it's so funny that she's gonna have an English accent, and it's not even like Hope's body. It's gonna just be like this English, this old English hag is just coming over here. We like, need to stop calling her a hag because it's actually. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm saying hag because she's like 900 years old, but she is like beautiful, and yeah. I. It's incredible that they that they got her call, and like it's so amazing yeah but, it's like on the one hand i'm really but, sad but, that her other show got canceled but on the one hand i'm like extra happy that she's yeah. back because i do think it's also it's like you know it's a lot like um um old married vibes if they're bickering in the car right like um Josie's like driving or or yeah I think Josie would be driving hopes just like fed up in the passenger seat like shotgun she's yeah. like how did I let myself get to like this spot and she's like in an English accent too and Josie's just like floundering she's just like well hope you know Maybe if you told me where we were going, she's like, I can't. I would kill myself if I do that. I have a fucking hex on my shoulder. I already showed you that. And then and she's like, yes, I remember. You vividly showed me the shoulder that is not yours. And it's like. Oh, it's on the back of her neck. It's oh, on neck. the back okay. of her neck. Yeah. And it's, it, but I was I was genuinely just. I, it, it's going to be amazing. I, I, and it's so weird. I, I really want the body swapping to stick but on the other hand mm-hmm. I want it to switch back relatively quickly but on I just mm. there's so many things that I want and so many things like we were joking about the Hosey motel scene and I don't want that with Rebecca Braids I'm yeah, sorry of course but not. the thing is like not. I that would want weird. the way I would want it to go is if illusion ring if they get like in each other's personal space just to ease the tension for the audience Mm -hmm. because if they have her wearing an illusion ring it's easier for Josie yeah Um, but people for the people who don't know how I got to this conclusion it's that it's because I I I do agree you know as much as I've been talking about all the different interpretations of the Josie's therapy box I do feel like she is alluding to needing to leave just the school to help hope and needing to get away from the pressures that the school does provide. So I do feel like I'm still on my hosey like road trip, you know, thing. Yeah. I'm I'm still rooting for that. I still yeah. do think that that is something that could happen, especially because mm-hmm. 
I don't, I think it's too soon for Hope to want to come back to the school either. I, yes. It, again, her issue isn't the fact that she killed Landon. It's the a multitude. It's the multitude of things. Yeah, it's it's everything. It's the fact that she couldn't save him when she's supposed to be the savior. It's the fact that she's been trying to fight this fate and she can't fate's the one thing that fights back. It's she's right. this all-powerful creature, but she can't protect the ones that she loves. It's it's more of a hope thing than it is a Landon thing. So Yeah. And I really like that they're finally getting to that because I feel like a few episodes ago we were like, this doesn't make sense why she would shut her man off for one person. I'm really mm-hmm. glad they elaborated through Josie's lens that it wasn't one person. Yeah. It's the environment. And I that's just, such a realistic it, thing because people it, break down in college. You're doing your finals. People break down. Oh, for fuck's uh, sake. Course, yeah, from of, the pressure. Of course. Of, yeah. Right. Especially just, if you're doing like, if you're a a, a woman in STEM, <laughs> like oh, yeah. that is that is insane I, pressure. I, I wound so, up having a, um a panic attack one time because of pressure in schools. It was have I told you this story? <laughs> no. Oh, um, I it was for my speech class, and I wound up having a full blown panic attack, and I oh. had to leave the school because that's just how pressure ring it was to have to live yeah. up to a certain expectation so yeah. it's crazy that hope uh, has been expected to live like this since she was right. 15 <laughs> i think i think the equivalent is like hope is a woman in stem <laughs> <laughs> literally it, or it just she, she she's yeah she she has the uh the family expectation equivalent of like mm-hmm. being like a first gen um first generation mm-hmm. college student yeah. type person and it's but super... then she also has the pressure of being in like an exclusive um like type of rare environment family yeah. rare gene rare disease like however mm-hmm. metaphor they do it it's like at yeah. any point hope has to hide her identity it's like and I, I tweeted this before i think like we've already established like cmt in josie's box it was a metaphor for like you know hiding that legacy and mm-hmm. pressures that you have. Yeah. Hold. I think it's really interesting how Josie uh, navigated through her box and realized that she was hiding that secret. I think Josie's really intuitive when Hope is hiding something from her. So I do think it goes back to when Hope initially came out from a Marshall to a Michelson. I do think that Josie had some um, inklings that, that she was oh, hiding that secret. I would, I and, would kill yeah. to see what that change meant for Josie but just for like the other kids as well I I would love to know what it's like to go have a classmate that you've known your entire life go from like a random nobody to being like the the ultimate child it must have been such a a crazy shift and I'm surprised that they haven't hinted at it in any way or talked about it in any way um so yeah just just all the all the implications I still feel like I don't know. I, I feel like with this Aurora shift, it's bringing back into the question Hope's humanity and whether or not it is or is not there. When she gets her body back, will she shut it back off? What's going to keep it from going back I off? I think that could be a really good condition that she poses to Josie. Like, if we work together, you know when I get my body back. Um, I think in the back of Josie's head, she believes that is a possibility that she'll just shut it off again. So I think Josie working with Hope while she's in Aurora's body will will try to help her see that that is not her choice. Like that she doesn't she doesn't she doesn't have to fall into that choice again. And Mm -hmm. she can't have that third escape option. And I think that Hope will be 
well, she kind of has to listen because she's the only other girl who's willing to work with her. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, I think Missy's relationship is going to get really interesting because on Same. one hand, on one hand, you have you know Josie is is devoted to Hope and they are building what seems like Josie's going to get harmed, maybe turned, who knows? And when mm-hmm. then we have like heretic Josie and um, Hope, and then you have like on the opposite side Lizzie the vampire hunter who is like very much falling into Alark's like. Um, his his reign in TVD early TVD where he was like big anti vampire but then he and then you saw him get a growing relationship with Damon and I thought that was interesting because it's like you know Lizzie cares about MG but if she's gonna be this vampire hunter it's like where does that stand with her and MG I could I could see that doing a really big um an an a not not a break but possible like you know like. There, there, that is angst. That would be really good. Like MG being like, "What about me? Like, don't you see? Like, like be, this doesn't go just to hope. Like, this goes beyond you, Lizzie. Like MG doing a big speech moment and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I can see it. I, I definitely feel like Missy too. They, they've, they've had their time. I feel like I, that was. I was thinking about this earlier. I've, I've always really appreciated um, how mature MG goes about a lot of his decisions. Mm-hmm. and his relationships and i do appreciate like this weird sort of slow thing they have going on it's like they it's almost like both characters are just trying to take their time and and ha- get together at the right moment but i feel like it's time for them to finally just jump in already yeah like, i feel- just expel your whole like i care about you yeah exactly it is our time now things like that and i think that could be really escalated when lizzie goes anti anti vampire more more specifically anti like hope and mg being like yeah this 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 isn't you know like this This isn't isn't you you. this isn't who you are (laughs) (laughs) this isn't who you're meant to be and I, i i do appreciate the idea of lizzie you know taking on a little bit of Alaric's roots as a fighter and a defender. Well, I just wanted to say that I am so glad that we no longer have to say that intro about Legacy's fucking up. I think that we've genuinely, like, there's been some real progress in this show, and I'm so excited, like, like here we are look at us, like, Legacy's Look at us, look at us. Look at us, like, Legacy's has no not given us a reason to say that they fucked up yeah i would like to take credit because we started the podcast this year and look at how what how how much has changed since you know i just want to thank thank the stars above for blessing us with decent writing and i will take i will take credit because me putting the good vibes out into the universe somebody heard me Somebody is answering my calls, you know? I've been begging mm-hmm. for decent legacy episodes mm-hmm. and I'm finally getting them. So, you know, yeah. thank you. Thank you to um, the man upstairs. Maybe we just all need a shitty season three to get an amazing season four. I hope everyone's 
uh, year for 2022 is an amazing season four. <laughs> season, season three was the equivalent of like 2020 and 2021. You know, like it was just the worst. <laughs> it was COVID. Yeah. So on that note, I'm super excited to see where the midseason will take us. And I really look forward to what that cliffhanger could be and the Lizzie, Josie, uh, like, head to head and who's on team hope and how hope and aurora like body swap is going to go and i don't know about you guys but in this like six week break i will be tuning into the originals i need to relive like how fucked up like the michaelson's and the whole demartel's drama was i really need to get back into that i need to be like josie and research this shit out of these legacies (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah on that note Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the mid-season finale, and tune in next week where we discuss that. Bye! More to come next week on our next episode of The Hosey Show. You can stream the latest episode of Legacies on the CW app right now. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your audio, and for the latest news and updates, you can find us on Twitter, at The Hosey Show.